Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Ramadan Mubarak to you and yours. This Ramadan, as we all gather to share a meal with our loved ones, we need to remember those in Gaza who are also gathering to share a meal with so many who aren't there that were just there a year ago. Since October the 7th, the Human Development Fund has assisted over 200,000 people in Gaza, providing them with essential aid, such as food baskets, water, hot meals, winter items, shelter, hygiene kits, and baby formula. Your generous contributions are making a significant impact, especially in Rafah. Let's sustain this momentum and continue providing crucial support during this sacred and blessed month. Please visit hdfund.org slash qalam. That's hdfund.org slash qalam, Q-A-L-A-M, to learn more about our global reach this Ramadan and choose where you'd like to direct your support during this blessed month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this month a time of mercy, solace, acceptance, and triumph for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And may Allah continue to use all of us as a means and never replace us. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Qalam is an organization that is dedicated to making Islamic knowledge accessible to everyone. Alhamdulillah, Qalam has been able to serve so many people all across the world in so many ways. And now, Qalam has the opportunity and the ability to take its work to the next level. Qalam now has the ability to expand its offerings to people all across the world in so many different ways. Qalam is acquiring a campus, a home, where we can continue to do the work that we do and in fact increase what we do. But we need your help, we need your support to make that dream a reality. Go to qalamcampus.com and donate generously. Every single person listening to this podcast, benefiting from Qalam, I need you to go there and donate and share that link far and wide. And let's, all of us come together, invest into our Sadaqah Jariyah and take this work to the next level. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Now enjoy the podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Alhamdulillah, it's good to see everyone after... Uh, a week off, you know, due to the weather. So it's good to be back. Alhamdulillah. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amalin yuqarribuna ila hubbik ya arhamar rahimin. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow this gathering to be a gathering by which we increase our knowledge and understanding of the deen, insha'Allah. Um, a gathering by which we learn more about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we more learn more about what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. And most of all, may we learn more about ourselves in this gathering as well, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, because the more we know about ourselves, then the easier it is for us to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and stay within the bounds of God, inshallah ta'ala. So uh, let's begin, inshallah. Uh, we're studying Imam Muhasibi's book. Imam Muhasibi in Risalat al-Mustar Shideen, in this book, he's giving us gems, akhlaq, uh, you know, beautiful advice about how to rectify our behavior, how to change our character, how to become uh, better believers. It's amazing advice that he's giving us. Last session, we talked about having an argumentative nature and some people who always like to 
have beef, you know, some people always got to stay in an argument. Um, he talked about that last week and we talked about how important it is for us to not be of that, that type and, and fight against that within ourselves. Um, so he gives us some more advice and let's just jump straight into it. He says, So now I want to test, test. It's a little too much feedback. Play it. I'm going to just put it down a little bit. Okay. Um, he says, Imam Muhasibi, rahimahullah ta'ala, they testing that Ramadan mic stuff out on me. You know what I mean? They're like, yo, we got to get the Ramadan mic straight. So we're going to test it on Imam Mikayo. It's all good. Alhamdulillah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, he says here, listen closely. He says, وَلَا تَسْتَحْيِينَ أَن تَقُولَ فِيمَا لَا تَعْلَمْ اللَّهُ أَعْلَمْ so he says, do never be shy. Never be too shy to say regarding what you don't know, Allahu A'lam or I don't know. Now, there are many statements that come from our early generation that there are two types of people that can never learn anything. Two types of people that will never increase their knowledge. Who are those people? Who knows? Who are those two types of people? The arrogant and the shy. The arrogant and the shy. The arrogance, subhanAllah, there are so many statements about it. But one of the things I think is the most profound thing is if we look at people who convert, the reason why they go from zero to 60 so fast is because every single person in the masjid, they look at it as an opportunity to teach them something. Every single person, that little boy right there, they'd be like, yo, you know Fatiha? He'd be like, yeah. He'd be like, all right, yo, come here. Teach me the first verse. So every single person they bump in into is an opportunity to teach and educate. And so therefore their knowledge is just increasing, increasing. And unfortunately we walk in, we listen to the khatib. We be like, Medina, four years, what did he do? <laughs> I could have dropped a little better than that. Come on, subhanAllah. That's not the way to be. So he says, the first thing you need to do is not be arrogant. Arrogance will never, you'll never be able to gain any knowledge. And it, it all begins with trust in a teacher. Number two is never be shy. Never be shy to say you don't know. And this is crazy. You know what's deep about this? The beginning of knowledge is to say you don't know. Like in order to actually learn anything. Like I'm teaching Qasim like Elif Ba Ta. And I'm like, yo, this is Elif. You say Ah. He's like, nah, prove it. I need a Dalil. Dalil? So you like C-A-T, cat. They're like, nah, uh-uh. I need a Dalia. Why? How? You're like, yo, you, you, yo, you're never going to learn. You got to start somewhere. No, no, no. I need a proof. What I'm trying to show you is that the beginning of knowledge is where you realize you don't know. You realize you don't know. And so this is a problem with Islamic education. If you look at our credit hours, we, we, we got to put in a lot more work with our Islamic education credit hours. You feel me? And the hard part is the older you get, the harder it is to humble the self. The older you get, the harder it is. I remember when I first converted, 20 years ago, bro. Alhamdulillah. I first converted, I went to this, this school to start memorizing Quran. And normally the, the little dudes, they don't want memorizing, mashallah. So they sat me right next down to like 10 year olds. And I'm like, all right, cool. Here I am 20 years old. And then, subhanAllah, whenever I would learn a surah, the teacher would be like, all right, go read to him. <laughs> Little 10-year-old, right? 
I'll be reading to the 10 year old, the teacher, the little 10 year old be like, mm -mm, wrong. <laughs> Try again, sir. And I'm like, yo, you're just trying to flex on me. Read, read that you, he said, read to me. <laughs> Subhanallah, it was the most humbling thing to have learned and be 20 years old or so, whatever, however old I was, and now be sitting next to a 10 year old. And he's like, no, -uh, uh, uh, I'm like, I just said that. He's like, no, you didn't repeat it again. So the beginning of knowledge, the beginning of all knowledge is to know that you don't know. And, 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 and all of us, all of us need to realize something. All of you are specialists in so many things. You are amazing people. You studied something, you learned something, you have a skill and we could all benefit from each other. All of us. I just saw, I just saw one of my brothers here. I, I snatched him up. I was like, yo, I got to holler at you after man. You're a professional. I need you to work on my knee after this joint. I, I, that's not my knowledge. And I'm not going to Google stuff. I'm going to humble myself before an expert and say, I don't know, you know, teach me, help me. And that's the beginning of knowledge. In fact, it's the first step of knowledge when you know you don't know. Now, remember this. It's uh, Imam Khalil ibn Ahmed. He's an uh, Islamic gr uh, gr grammarian from many, many centuries ago. He says, He says, people are four types. Some of y'all know this already. He says, people are four types. Take note. Pay attention. He says, number one, رَجُلٌ يَدْرِي وَيَدْرِي أَنَّهُ لِيَدْرِي A person who knows and knows they know. person who knows and knows they know. My man's an expert in PT. He's like, I know, and I know I know. Right? I know it. That's an alim. Follow that person. Learn from them. That's the first type. You got that? Number two. You ever meet somebody that's been studying in a field for a very long time? And they're deep in the field, but you ask them a question, like, yeah, I don't know. And you know, you're like, yo, bro, you know. You've been doing this for years. They're like, nah, I don't know. He says the second type of person is a person, yadidi. They know, but they don't know they know. So he says, that person's sleeping, just wake them up. Wake them up, let them know, realize what they know. Number three, Someone who doesn't know and they know that they don't know. It's the most beautiful place to be. Then what does he say? That's a student. Teach that person. Who? Let's do it. They know, they don't know. But what do they know? That they don't know. Oh, that's the best person to be. Come, I got you, bro. And the last person, y'all can guess, say it to me. Who's the last person? Uh, you've been listening. Putting them on the spot. Let me ask one of these Qalam students. You got it? Huh? Come on, try again. Last one. Don't say ask me. He's asking me questions now. What'd you say, sir? <laughs> I ain't got it? Okay, Sadam. Laya, did he don't know? And they don't know they don't know. He says, this is a dangerous person. Run away. You don't want to be around this person. When they're ignorant and they don't know they don't know, stay away. I can't even discuss it with you. My man put in years in his field. And you be like, yo, I just Googled it. You're like, all right, cool. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. So the reason I'm bringing this up is Imam Malik, rahimahullah ta'ala, a man traveled for many miles to come and study with him. Just to ask questions, actually. 
He finally got to Imam Malik. When he got to Imam Malik, he says, I have a whole bunch of questions from my city. I'm going to ask you them. He said, okay, bring your questions. Question one, he asked, he says, Wallahu alam, la adiri. Question two, Wallahu alam, la adiri. Question three, question four, question five. Que he got up to question 30 questions and he didn't know any of them. So he said, what am I supposed to tell the people when they say you went to Imam Malik with these questions? And he said, he didn't know. He said, tell him Imam Malik said he didn't know. The beautiful part is to be okay with being ignorant about some things. Being comfortable with ignorance in areas is okay. And there was one narration that Imam Ahmed rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, he says that a man, and I'm going to move on to the next one after this. He says, a man once came to the Prophet sallallahu and he asked the Prophet, this is in Imam Ahmed's book of Hadith. He said, Ya Rasulullah, what is the worst place on earth? Like, what is the worst place to be at? And the Prophet sallallahu said, La adri ashatta as'al. He said, I don't know, I have to ask. So when Gabriel came to him, he asked him, Oh Gabriel, what's the worst place to be on earth? Gabriel said, La adri hatta as'al. He says, I don't know, I have to ask. Then Gabriel asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Sharul bilad al aswaq. The worst place is the marketplace. Worst place is the, now that's a whole nother lecture. We don't even got to go to the marketplace. Amazon's in your pocket right now. <laughs> it's, it's traveling with you. It's traveling with you. So that's a whole nother lecture. But the point is that the prophet himself was not shy to say he didn't know. So who are we? And so if we don't have Islamic knowledge like we want to, start off by realizing you don't know. That's it. Once you realize you don't know, you're like, okay, I'm in a position to learn. I read one scholar, he said, Ta'allam la adri. Learn how to say la adri. Wala ta'allam adri. And don't learn how to say I know. Because if you keep saying I know, you will be asked until you don't know. But if you learn to say I don't know, you will be taught until you know. You will be taught until you know. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. There's one narration. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, Half of knowledge. This is narrated by Imam Bukhari. Half of knowledge is I don't know. So the beginning for all of us in this room, in every field, wherever you are, whatever you, you, you're ignorant of, be okay with being ignorant of it. And allow that to be a, a, a way for you to humble yourself before other people and learn from them. And then maybe people will appreciate you and learn from you. Subhanallah. So he says, Wala tastahiyanna, don't be shy. Don't be shy to say regarding that which you don't know. Allah knows best, and I don't know. Let's move on to the next one. This is a heavy one. The core, one of the core attributes of every believer is the desire to help other people become better. Would y'all agree with that? And nasiha, one of the core attributes of every believer in this room is that we desire to see other people become better. But the problem is everyone doesn't always want to become better. Everyone is not always ready to become better. You feel me? Everyone's not always ready to become better. Now, so what that means is we may desire for someone to change, someone to become better, somebody to become a better believer, to start praying, to start believing in Allah. 
I want my family to accept Islam just to believe la ilaha illallah. We desire that. And the Prophet desired it. But what you find, and you can ask students of the Quran, what you find throughout the Quran over and over again is God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, telling Allah, relax, chill. Don't kill yourself over them. Don't kill yourself over them. Don't kill yourself over them. What am I trying to say? What does he say here? He says, do not spread your advice, your words, amongst people that don't want it. Amongst people that don't want it. And this is beautiful because it creates balance. Look, I want you, no matter what, to have what's best for you. You're a doctor, right? You're like, yo, I want you to live longer. You got to quit smoking. Yo, you got to cut out the carbs. You got to do, you got to do, you got to do all of these things. I want the best for you. What that could lead to is I want it so bad that it's, it's, it's keeping me up at night. I'm worried about my patients. I'm worried about this. But the, what, the, what, the, what the prophet was taught, وَلَا تَحْزَنَ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا تَكُنْ فِي ذَيْقٍ مِمَّا يَمْكُرُونَ لَعَلَّكَ بَاخِئٌ نَفْسَكَ All of these verses I'm saying is Allah telling the prophet, relax, السلام, You can't guide them if they don't want to be guided. So what I was trying to say is this advice that he's giving us is if people don't want to hear something from you, stop trying to tell them stuff. That's it. If people don't want to hear it, you can't shove it down their throats. Because even if you do, they're just going to regurgitate it. And it will have no benefit whatsoever. What your job is to do is to create the desire for that advice. If you can. And if you can't, at least you just desire in your heart that I hope one day they actually want what's good for them. And if they do, I'm here for them. So I thought this was beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. Do not spread out your speech amongst people that don't want it. You know what else just came to me? When I was studying this for the dars today, my main thing was to focus on trying to advise people. But you know the other thing? You know how sometimes you just need somebody to listen to you? And then when you sit with them, all they do is talk? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, bro, I don't need, sister, I don't need you to... You're missing the point here. I called you because I'm going through something. I need you to hear me. I need you to listen to me. La uridu darika. I don't want that. I don't need that right now. And so some of us just have to learn how to become good listeners. Some of us just have to, just, we just have to learn how to become present people who know how to listen well and not daydream while people are talking to us and we actually are invested in what people are saying in front of us. And it will change so much in our households. So he says, Do not spread out your speech, talking so much in front of a person that doesn't need it. They need someone that's going to listen to them. So be an ear. Be an ear. You want to know something crazy about me saying be an ear? The Quran says, Kul huwa well, kul hu, What's the verse? What's the verse? Kul isn't it? There's a verse. Check this out. This is heavy. The mushrikeen. Y'all catch it, yo. Ramadan coming. You better get that tight. I'm just joking. <laughs> they like, Shake, what's yours? Yours ain't tight. <laughs> no, listen, this is beautiful. What's a udhan real quick? What's a udhan? An ear. So the, the mushrikeen, the munafiqeen, the hypocrites of Medina, 
They used to say to the say about the prophet, Hua Udun, he's an ear. What did they mean by he's an ear? He listens to everything. They meant like you could say anything and he'll listen to you. And now it wasn't that he was gullible, but he, he had the personality that he would listen to people. And sometimes people say stuff to you, you know they're fronting, so you just front with them. Nah, y'all ain't feeling me on that. You know, you ever had a coworker that's that's that you know they don't like you and you just pretend like, yeah, really? Okay. Wow. I know you hate me, I hate you too. <laughs> no, for real? That that resonated. So what I'm trying to say is the Prophet ﷺ, he would listen to everything and then respond the way they wanted to respond. Let me give an example just so you get it. There was a time when there was this battle, Tabuk. It was a huge battle. The Prophet's like, everyone's got to go. Can no one stay behind? Everyone has to go. And a lot of people who didn't want to go because it was such a fierce battle, the Munafiqeen, they all stayed behind. They're like, yo, we just going to hide out at home and stuff. And then they said, when he comes back, we'll just tell him, oh, my mom was sick. My wife had problems. She's expecting da 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 da. And they said, "Hua Udun, he listens to everything. It doesn't matter what you say to him; he listens." So when he got back, he went to the masjid, so I said them, and he's sitting down, and people are coming, and they're shaking. All the people who didn't go, they're coming. They shake his hand, and they're like, "Oh, forgive me. I, you know, something came up." And every one of them, you know what he would say? "May Allah forgive you. May Allah forgive you." And they would be like, "Okay," and they did. There was another companion who was sincere. He walked up and he's like, Ya Rasulullah, I don't even have an excuse. I just procrastinated. He got serious with him. He said, okay, for you, let's see what Allah decides for you. Please leave. No smile. No may Allah forgive you. See, those people came fake. The Prophet gave, reflected that back to them. You feel me? What I'm trying to say is the Prophet ﷺ was given this description of being an ear. Not a tongue. Maybe some of us just need to go back home and learn how to listen to the people around us better. That's it. Just become a better listener. Wifey saying something, listen, bro. Just listen. Husband saying something, mom saying something, grandma saying something. Nobody, eh, nobody listening to grandma, granddad. Right? Ain't nobody listen. Oh, she said something. <laughs> She's saying something upstairs. Stuff it a lot. Those are the people we need to listen to the most. Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa. And I'm going to say another group that's not listened to, little kids. We don't listen to them. What do you have to offer? What can you actually say? Listen, they drop wisdom, yo. They drop wisdom. They, they ain't all, cor you know, corrupted like we are. <laughs> they still got that pureness. So all I'm trying to say is this thing right here that says don't speak so much amongst people who don't want to hear it. What he's trying to really tell us is that you have to wait till people want to hear something and then you spread it. And if they don't want to hear it, you let go. Alhamdulillah. Now the hard part, here's the hard part. Imagine you're a physician, right? Just imagine, right? You know, we've all, we've all pretended to be a physician before, right? My kids play doctor all the time, right? Okay. You, the person doesn't listen to you, but you got to keep actually get, hoping good for them. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? In spite of them not listening to you, you have to keep saying, man, I hope Abdullah becomes better. I hope Abdullah becomes better. I hope Fatima becomes better. Despite the fact that they're not even listening to you. So again, don't spread your words amongst people who don't want to hear it.
They don't want to hear it. Keep it to yourself. Now, the next advice. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. You know, sometimes I get invited to places. Like, I go somewhere. And I know ain't nobody in the room feeling religion right now. I ain't going to speak. You feel me? It's like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I, I would go to my my parent, my, like my, my, my non-Muslim family's house and stuff. I ain't going to drop religion on, over there. I ain't going to be sitting there like, you know, Allah loves us. I'm like, yo, NFL, this, that, whatever, you know. La you read, there's no benefit. But then if you create a connection with people, you listen, then they want to hear you. They want to hear you. I told my students, I'm just going to share this real quick. I was coming from Detroit last week and I was on the plane. It was like four, three hour ride from Detroit. And you know how you sit next to somebody and you got to mentally make up the decision. Do you want to talk to this person or not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, it's three hours. I don't really feel like talking to this person. But you know what? Why not? <laughs> For real, that's, I made this conscious decision. I'm like, I'm going to talk to this person. Hi, how are you? What's going on? So what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, right? I just chopping it up, right? So I'm reading this book on psychology and different stuff. So I'm like, let me just play psychologist here for a minute, right? I stuff like, this looks bad. No, it's good. It turns out great. Okay. So I'm like, tell me more about yourself, right? They're like, She's telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, well, how did that make you feel, though? You know? <laughs> I'm going in for real. Hussein, I'm going in, yo. I'm going in. Like, how to make you feel, yo? This time. We talked for like two and a half hours. By the last 15 minutes, my man was like, yo, so tell me about this Islam stuff. Mm. <laughs> and you know what I did? No, nah, no, nah, nah, I don't want to talk about religion right now. <laughs> They're like, no, please. I'm like, you know, I don't. Ah, no, we shouldn't really, you know. And then one more time, they're like, no, no, I insist. I was like, okay, so here we go. <laughs> I got 15 minutes of this playing land. I'm about to drop it on you. But it took two hours of listening in order for that to happen. Pure listening. I was just like, tell me, how did that make you feel? Tell me more. Tell me, how did that make you feel? Tell me more. Da, da, da. And I honestly, I was in front. And I really had to emotionally invest. <laughs> <laughs> Sister was like, okay, that makes us feel better. No, no, I'm serious. You should really care about how people, you know, whatever. I'm serious. Um, but it took those two and a half hours, that last 15 minutes, the person was like, all right, tell me about Islam. I was like, all right, I'll do that. I'll tell you about Islam. So all I'm trying to say is like, we need to become better listeners. And then maybe people will want to hear what it is that we have on our hearts. So all of us just try to become better listeners. If you want to become a better listener, then you have to ask questions. You have to ask meaningful questions. That's when you're interested in something, you actually ask questions. You're like, yo, really? Word? It's on sale for how much? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Someone's like, yo, there's a sale at Ross. Yo, I shop at Ross. What's up? Don't hate. There's a sale at Ross. Like, how much? How much is off? Word? What aisle? What's wrong with? You ask because you're interested. So, so questions, man. Ask questions to people that you go home. Your mom's like, she's saying, so, hey, mom, what's going on? SubhanAllah. So, yeah, let's go to the next thing because this is deep. This next one is beautiful. What time is it? Oh, alhamdulillah. Okay. One of the most important things that you're going to have to learn to do 
and a clock of a moment is you're going to have to learn who to share what with. Who to share what with. I'm going to say that again. Learn who to share what with. What do I mean by that? When, when I first started practicing Islam after converting, sometimes I would go to people who didn't care about my religion. And I, would, I was so happy about what I was doing that I would share my progress with them. I would share like, hey, I'm fasting today. And what happens is if you don't share with the right people, those people can throw shade on you and actually make you question the gains that you're making. So, so, so you start praying fudger. You're like, yo, I'm on the fudger train now. I'm on it, yo. I'm on it. That has to be shared with your fudger crew. People who love that same gain for you. You can't share that with other people because other people are going to hate on you. They're going to be like, oh, really? This, 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 this. Oh, you're doing that. Maybe not fudger, but other things. So what he's trying to say here is when you share your dean, make sure you share it with people that also wish well and realize that's a positive thing for you. You, you I'm trying to say, like, if you start hitting the gym hard, there's certain people you can't even tell that to because they're going to start hating on you. Oh, really? You trying to, oh, uh, 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 you know, all that stuff. And there's other people going to be like, that's what's up. That's what's up. Let's go. You tell someone, yo, I was reading Quran today. I'm like, mashallah, yo. It's amazing. Let's go. Let's, let's get it. You tell other people, they're going to be like, really? You want to, you're becoming, oh, wow. So what I'm trying to say is he's telling us this advice. Very beautiful advice. Be careful who you share what with. Because some people, you they will make you start to dislike the gains that you're making by their hate for you, or not hate for you, but everyone got a little bit of haterade. Everyone drinks a little bit of that haterade. So when they see your gains, then don't share it with those people that will be haters. Share it with people that will love you and be like, yo, that's what's up, man. I'll give you a better example. You ever, you remember when you were a student, some of y'all still student, you remember when you were a student and you actually decided like, I'm going to start getting good grades. I know some of y'all always got them. Okay. <laughs> My boy's over here like, nah, bro. I'm with you, man. This is the, the BNC crew, yo. <laughs> nah, I'm just joking. I, I got A's kind of. No. So listen, you ever made that conscious decision? Think back, you know, college, high school, whatever. I'm going to become a better student. Don't you remember those haters that were like, man, why are you studying? Come on. Oh, you only going to do this for two weeks. You only going to, you, you only going to pray Fudger for two weeks and you're going to be right back over here with us. You going to, why are you sign up for the gym for? You just giving them money for no reason. Right. And then you got those other people like, no, sign up, study hard. That's what's up. I'll tell you something serious. All jokes aside. When I, um, I tell you, people are real. When I first converted, I, I had literally, no joke, I literally kind of come off the streets, okay? And I told my students about this today. Um, I had my uncles. <laughs> yeah, he knows. So, so the word uncle, it don't mean real on me. It just means like older, elder, more time in the streets. 
Feel me? Okay. Don't judge me, y'all. Don't be all judgy, okay? All right, cool. So, so I remember when I converted, I was still trying to be Muslim, but still hang around that crew. Still trying to be Muslim and hang around that crew. And I remember one day, one of my uncles, he came up to me and he said, he said, Michael, right? He said, Michael, no, Mike, he says, Mike, he said, Mike, if we see you on this block, yes, we're rolling on you. Don't come back. Was he angry with me? Yeah, y'all didn't get it. Some of y'all didn't get it yet. It was love. He's like, you've moved on from this. This is, this ain't good. You've moved on. And I'm so happy for you that if I see you back here, you can't be back here. What I'm trying to say is learn how to share, learn who to share what with. Learn who to share what with. There's certain things, I, but you know who you can share everything with? <laughs> who are you thinking, yo? That was a nice laugh, yo. <laughs> I was thinking my mama. I can share anything with my mama. She's always in my corner, man. Right? You can share anything, as long as it's positive. I'm like, mom, I ran a marathon. She's like, woohoo, me got you. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Mom's always in your corner. You can tell her any good news. I could tell her, man, I'm eating halal. She's like, there you go. Bismillah. <laughs> She's amazing. Amazing woman. Amazing woman, yo. You know, our birthdays, uh, we think of celebrating the one who was born. But that should be a celebration for somebody else, man. You feel me? She did all the work. I, I just laid back. <laughs> she did all the work. It's, that's her day, man. That's her day. Amazing. I love bless our mothers, yo. I love bless our mothers, man. I love bless our mothers, man. Okay. Okay, I think we're good. What time do we start? Let's see. Okay, it's 38 right now. Huh? Oh, that's it? Okay, alhamdulillah. So what does he say here? Let's just look a little bit more, inshallah. He says, Don't share your gains. Don't share your progress. Don't share your spiritual progress with people that will make you not appreciate the progress you're making. Always share it with people that will, that will honor and make you love the progress that you're making in life. And surround yourself with such people. Alhamdulillah. Beautiful. Next advice, he says, do not expose yourself to calamities that you can't bear. Do not expose yourself to calamities that you cannot bear. And honor yourself by staying away from those who will humiliate you or dishonor you. The Prophet I'm going to make you, I'm going to help us understand this through a hadith. The Prophet ﷺ was once asked, was once said, It is not allowed for anyone to dishonor themselves, to put themselves down. The Sahaba, they're like, wait, how does a person do that? It didn't make sense. What does that mean? The Prophet ﷺ, he said, A person puts on their shoulders more 
than they can handle. What does this teach us? It is incumbent upon each and every one of us to know our limits. You got to know you. You got to know your limits. And the thing that stops you from knowing your limits is constantly looking over on the other side. What's this person doing? How much are they praying? How much Quran are they reading? How many miles are they running? How many this, that? How many, how many, how many, how many, how many, all that? No, you need to learn yourself. It's an extremely important lesson. And I'm going to say something. The ages in this room are diverse. I'm still learning myself. I'm still learning myself. My birthday's tomorrow, by the way. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. We in the mushroom. My bad. All right. It's my mama's day. Okay. I'm still learning myself. The reason why this is important, this is so important. May Allah have mercy on the person who knows themselves. You know, and part of knowing yourself is about knowing what God wants from you. By knowing yourself, you learn what does Allah want from me. I stop running your race and I start running my race. I start moving according to what's for me, not for you. So this is extremely, extremely, extremely important. All of us need to know our limits and not put more on ourselves than what is our limit. You're going to ask me, Shake, but what's my limit? I'm going to say you missed the point, yo. You have to learn yourself. You have to find out what's good for you. You do have to push yourselves a little so you don't become complacent. Have people around you that will encourage you, but you still need to know you. That's it. And when you know you, 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 you march to that drummer's beat, as they say. You march to that drummer's beat and you ignore all the other things. How many of us are stressed out right now? I want you to look in your heart. How many of us are stressed out right now because we're trying to march to somebody else's drummer? Do you get what I mean by march to somebody else's drummer? Does that make, does that resonate? I'm cool. I'm cool making like, all right, let's use something else. <laughs> Go with it, Asif. Somebody could be cool. I'm cool with 60,000, 70,000 a year. I'm good. My life is good. Right? I'm going to go. Thank you. Thank you. I'm good. I'm good with 70. But you chilling with your friends and they like, yo, 70. Uh, I would like get stressed. <laughs> oh, my God. Whew. I'd get worried. I'd be chilling, man. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So now it's like, oh, 70 was good for me, but that doesn't look good to everybody else. So you know what? Now we got to work hard. And if you ask yourself truly why you're working so hard, why are you putting in all those hours? Why are you stressed out? Because you marching to somebody else's drummer. Stop marching to other people's drummer. Know your own limits and stick to that. And you know what? I'm happy with that. I'm good. Alhamdulillah. And you realize something, that person is going to be more envious of you because they see how content you are. Low key. They're like, yo, how are you so at peace? You're like, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just happy with this. Like, dang, I need to take a pay cut. <laughs> I need to cut my pay. Maybe there's a sweet spot. <laughs> I think they say there is though, right? So, wallahu alam, man. I thought this was beautiful advice. You got to know yourself, man. You got to know yourself. That doesn't mean don't push yourself, though. 
You want to push a little bit, right? I'm not going to make no analogies, but just in life, you got to push yourself. All right. You got to push yourself because we can come, come become complacent very easy, but still you push at your pace. Alhamdulillah. So then he says, we're almost done. We'll wrap it up right now, inshallah. He says, and, and clean your desires. Uh, he says, Himmatak, himmat is like what you aspire for. Elevate your aspirations above lowly things. Elevate your aspirations amongst lowly things. One, one, one. Let me put this, this uh, do not disturb joint on. Okay. Okay, we're good. He says, elevate your aspiration from lowly things. And last thing, and we'll stop with this. He says, And never ever befriend anyone except... I'm sorry, guys. The audio went off online too because someone keeps calling. You would... Never mind. Okay. Okay. And do not befriend anyone except a person who is trustworthy. One of the scholars, they said, that person's not going to keep your secrets. They're not going to look for your welfare. Your news is going to be all up in the streets. Everything about you is going to be spread. Make sure the people that you put closest to you are trustworthy, mean people. And I'm going to say something because it's going to connect to next class. Um, I'm going to say something because it's going to connect to next class. Backbiting is a sick disease, okay? It's, we're going to talk about it next class. But I'm just going to share one thing. Remember this. If anyone backbites to you, they will backbite about you. You just a place to put garbage for a moment. They just, they just got to get stuff off their chest. You think they're special that they backbite to you about somebody else? Uh-uh. When they go to that somebody else, they backbite about you. So you need to learn how to be like, yo, I'm good. And, and then you've got to find ways to really stop that. So we'll talk about riba. Uh, we'll talk about riba, inshallah, in our next session. It's just a little bit, not the whole time, obviously, but just one of his advices has to do with riba, inshallah. Um, I think we can stop here, inshallah. Tayyip, 45 minutes. Inshallah. May Allah accept from us all. Alhamdulillah, may Allah accept. Thank you everyone for coming. Let's make a dua, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Ya Allah, we ask you to give us the ability to act on whatever we have learned today, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ask you to fill our hearts with iman that is strong, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ask you to make each day better than the previous day in our faith, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, to have mercy upon our parents, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of our parents who aren't Muslim, we ask you to guide them to Iman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all of our parents, we ask you to forgive them, Ya Arhamar Rahimin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, never take any shyness out of our heart from learning knowledge, Ya Arhamar Rahimin, Ya Allah. And make every day, Ya Allah, a day that we get closer to you, Ya Arhamar Rahimin. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Yasifun. Wa Salamun Alal Mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullahu Khairah.